Welcome to the Wolverine Digest Podcast, the best spot for objective and authentic coverage of Michigan athletics. If you want open dialogue, honest opinions, and in-depth coverage of the maize and blue, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Brandon Brown, joined as always by Chris Breitler. I just want to start by saying go blue. It's Friday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got to I hadn't used wow. that button I, you know what? We might have to change that button because I got plenty of shit to do. Plenty of shit to do on a Friday. I hadn't used that button in a while, and I actually watched Friday today while I was doing a little bit of work and getting ready for the day. And so, uh, thought I'd uh, thought I'd bring it back out and throw it up there. But yeah, I mean, dude, it's the it's week two. It's the football season. Of course, we've got a lot of stuff to do. There's always stuff to do when the football season rolls around. There's there's never enough time in the day. As a matter of fact, whether it is, you know. Getting the getting the RV ready, which Chris has been doing nonstop for about two months now. It Dude, it's just RV life, man. It's just RV life. Or, uh, you know, or writing some articles or getting some stuff prepped for tomorrow or, you know, getting ready for, for the show. I mean, there's always something. There, there's always something. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way because we no. go back to like June and July and it was like, dude, what the hell are we going to do today? And it's yeah. definitely not like that now. So. Thanks again for everybody jumping in with us tonight. Three shows a week during the week and then two on game day. Uh, I guess you're not sick of us yet. We appreciate that. We really, <laughs> really appreciate that. Who not is it yet. that was saying? Look at Sean is coming at us from Bob Evans this time. The dude's tuning in from every uh, every restaurant around the tri-state area. I mean, I if it. you go to the... You find the uh, find your way to the Applebee's or maybe a nice Chili's. Where was he last time? Where was where was it last time, Sean? Do you remember, Chris? I can't remember. Was it the was it the Buffalo Wild Wings? Was it was it at Applebee's? It might have been at Applebee's. Was it the bees? I don't know. We'll, the, we'll I'm the, sure the Sean cheese will, sticks. We'll chime in here, but uh, yeah, dudes, really appreciate you being here. My father, the legendary Scott Brown, who made it who made an appearance on Facebook last time, and I couldn't believe it, is upstairs in my living room watching us on the big screen TV. Wow. So that's pretty that's pretty nifty, dude. We got him. We got all do types. I, do uh, I look as good on the computer screen or, or, or on the big screen as I do on the computer screen? I don't know how I would so, feel about being blown up onto a full-size television. So funny you ask, Chris. My dad was very concerned. He said last show, Chris was not in HD for like the whole show. Your picture was like foggy and fuzzy. And I, I never know if what I'm seeing is what everybody else sees or hears. We've kind of discussed this before that yeah, because yeah. I'm hosting, you know, from the stream yard platform i never really know exactly what you guys are hearing or seeing versus what i hear and see so that's why i do appreciate the comments over there kind of letting us know like hey the sound's off or this or that like when chris complains about the echo and he has to leave i never hear that i can't it sounds no. completely normal to me so anyway <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the android again there will be no android uh uh, what's the word I'm looking slander for? Slander? 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 Is that the word I'm looking for? Because I think it's gone I just beyond slander at this point. That I also do use a MacBook. Okay, I Chris swear to God, I'm, I'm getting on the phone tomorrow and I'm going to try to get a sponsorship with Android. That's it. That's, that's Chris happening. Chris has a laptop from wish.com. I think he tried to, you know, make it work and it just... <laughs> My laptop is a cardboard box with a drawing of a screen. <laughs> yeah, no, we've, 
for, for considering everything that we do on here, like this is show 136. We've had very little technical difficulties. It's been pretty very little. And oh, by the way, can I just say literally, and I'm not even joking when I say this, literally 98% of the winged helmet social media platform has been created on and run by Android. I'm just saying, I'm oh, just thanks. saying. So just think how good it could be. That's, well, that's the point I really want to make right there. So it's nice that Chris could swallow that pill and uh, and put that out there. No, all right. We got a lot to get to. Um, you know, Friday shows are, I mean, really, honestly, every show is pretty full this at this point in the year. Wednesday was amazing with you guys with the fan-led yeah. stuff. Monday, we go, a, you know, pretty deep dive recap of what we saw on the, over the weekend. And then Friday's kind of all the predictive stuff, kind of getting into you know, what we think is going to happen for the upcoming game. So every every show is pretty busy. Uh, I am drinking a Cutwater Bloody Mary for for those okay. who are curious. I see one person asking in there. Pretty good, man. Never really had the pre-canned Bloody Mary before, but I'm I'm digging it, and it, it's going down well. So, Chris, I don't know. Were you just – was it just water for you? Are you hydrating after your I'm just hydrating, today? man. It's yeah, been – you know, I'm, I'm, I've been outside sweating my ass off. It's all H2O for this guy. Plenty of alcohol there you go. tomorrow. All right. We're going to get right into it, man. This is where Chris gets a chance to call me dumb or smart based on the prediction segment, that I honestly. make. I don't know that I it's fair being... because I I feel like I, I'm more inclined to call you dumb, even though you may be smart. So I don't even know that it's fair to you. I ended up being pretty smart last week. I went you four were. for five with a push. The only one I got yeah. wrong was actually spot on. Cade McNamara threw the ball 18 times. I thought it would be less than that. So anyway... Yeah. You're dumb, you're smart. The article will follow either either later tonight or it will be up first thing in the morning. If you want to actually read a little bit about these and get my take in a in a long form written article, that'll be up on WolvingDigest.com. Here we go. Chris, I'm going right to it. I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I'm not gonna avoid the elephant in the room. Young JJ McCarthy gets the start tomorrow. Everybody is amped for it, ready to see it. We all want to know what it looks like. I'm saying it right here, right now. J.J. McCarthy will account for at least four touchdowns. That's either through the air or with his legs. Four-plus touchdowns for number nine. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say it's smart. I'd say it's smart because I just I feel like I, I don't know how far into the second half it's going to go with McCarthy. I don't know how much play he's going to get there because I expect it to be over by halftime. But I mean, shit, the score could honestly be, you know, 50 to three going into the half. And so I think four touchdowns, whether are you saying all through the air or just in total, whether he total. rushes passes yep. total? Yeah. Give me four touchdowns on McCarthy. I think that's easy. I could see three and one pretty easily, maybe even two and two. I mean, two dude, and if two. He gets yeah. there ain't no stopping him once he gets out into the open. Field, and you and know, I do dude, you know, he's going to pull it. On the option, oh, I mean, wow. you know that kid wants to keep the ball, run it, use his athleticism. So, yeah, he's going to have plenty of opportunities. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think he's going to completely show out for a combination of reasons. One, because he's ready, he's amped, he's talented, he's that good. And two, because Hawaii's really, really bad, dude. They're just a Trish. bad team, and They give up tons of points, tons of yards, tons of rushing yards. They just aren't a very good team. Uh, you know, they're getting boat raced by 40 and 50 points of pop at their home stadium. Now they got to travel all the way to Michigan. That's going to be a rough day for Rainbow Warriors. I think McCarthy's going to go nuts. All right, number two. 
I actually had this in my mind, Chris, before you put up the article on one Mr. Eric All. New father, incredible story, you know, dating back to his childhood. If you want to go read about that incredible story, Chris put that together. You can go look at it at WolverineDigest.com. Eric All is going to be a recipient of one of those touchdown passes from J.J. McCarthy. Eric All will score another touchdown tomorrow. <laughs> He's only got, what is it, is it two in his career now is all it is? The long yeah. one against Penn State and then the one against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship? I think that's stupid. Not, okay. by, but not, but not by much. But not by much. I just think, look, I think when Michigan gets down to the red zone, when you when you have to deal with JJ being able to run the ball, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, AJ Henning, Andrew Anthony, you got so much speed out there. Look, I I think Eric All is going to have a few receptions, but in terms of like the way they're going to operate in the red zone, I think it's just going to be speed, speed, speed. So I don't think he gets in the end zone, but. I mean, we've seen it. We saw it last week when he snagged that ball from Cade McNamara, which was an incredible catch, by the way. Mm. I went back and rewatched that on TV. I mean, he caught it in like triple coverage down. I, <clears throat> he's just a, he's a really good receiver. He's a really good tight end, but too much, too many weapons out there for for him to uh, to get the ball too often. I don't think he gets in the end zone. I don't entirely disagree with your sentiment, but I think I think part of what you said is why I think he might get one because I think when they get down inside the ten. They bring a lot of those speedy guys out. They load it up a little bit, extra tight end, perfect opportunity for a little play action, little fit. You know, I, I just see, I see it being one of those instances where they look like they're going to run, they're showing run, and then they let JJ do a little bit of playmaking, and there's number eighty-three right there, wide open. I mean, I, I just feel like it's pretty realistic. Well, let me ask you, how many how many touchdowns does he have in his career? Yeah, two. I know. Yeah, it's not a lot. I think it's two for sure against Penn State obviously and then the one-hander against Iowa and I remember I, I remember talking all of last year like how has Eric all not scored a touchdown in his career that's insane yeah. and he, he only had a couple I mean dude <laughs> they only threw like 17 or 18 of them all year so there weren't a lot to go around but I think I think everybody's gonna little get a little chance to eat tomorrow so I'll say Eric all will score him a touchdown tomorrow all right flipping over to the defensive side of the ball it's one of the things everybody was in was uh was anxious to see against Colorado State, and they showed up in a big way, whether it was secondary blitzes, the linebackers coming, the pressure from the inside and the outside on the D-line. Michigan will record five or more sacks again tomorrow. It was seven last week from nine different guys. I'll call it seven. I'm sorry, I'll call it five tomorrow from probably a similar type of number. Five total sacks. Yeah, I, I would say that's smart. <clears throat> Excuse me. You got... You know, you got Mike Sainer still out there. You got Jalen Harrell out there. You got Mozzie Smith. You got, you know, you have so many guys that can get into the backfield. And, and I keep going back to my vantage point from the Colorado State game was it just looked like pure chaos out there. Like I could see it from eye level from what the quarterback was looking like. And they make it very, very difficult. They're moving around. They got a lot of athletes on that side of the ball. I think they're going to get well over five sacks. I would see another seven, eight sack evening uh, just because, man, there was a lot of energy week one. Week two is just going to be a different animal. Hawaii's not very good. I, I think they do have a defensive offensive or a decent offensive line from what I've heard. But at the end of the day, they, they don't have anything that's going to stop that Michigan front. And even though we ended up being wrong about this last week, I was like, look, man, Colorado State's going to throw it 50 times. There's, they didn't. They didn't throw it anywhere near that. And Michigan was still able to get back in the backfield and make those plays. I mean, you know... Ho Hawaii's going to be down. They're going to have to throw the ball. You can't. They're not coming in thinking they got any shot to win. 
But even when you're, you know, even when you know the game is over and you're down and you're going to lose it, I, I still don't think he just hand it off and cut, try to get out of there. So I think they're going to throw it tomorrow, but we'll, we'll see. This is not the Hawaii of, you know, 10, 15 years ago where that's all they do is throw the ball, but they're still going to have to throw it a little bit here and there. And I, I, I do think Michigan's just supremely talented, way more athletic, way faster on defense. They're going to get back there and make a mess. So I'll yep. say five plus pretty easy. You, you would smart. Where would you? Where would you stop me if I had said six? Still dumber, smart, still smarter. Is that stupid? I would still have you at smart at six. Seven. If you get to seven, now I'm now I'm a little bit iffy because that's I mean that's a lot, but I'm still it kind is. of in the camp with you. If you go to eight, I'm like okay. Now you now you that's, might be. I don't know if it's stupid. It's just overconfident. They could certainly ball, do it. They, Hell, they might get ten sacks on Saturday. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so there you go. So five, you feel pretty good about though. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I'm smart again. Maybe I need to be a little more ballsy on these. I did see someone calling me out, like, dude, roll the dice a little well, bit. Make Blake a Corum's going to have a decent game on Saturday. Blake, I, it was both. <laughs> I said Blake and Donovan both were going to score a touchdown, not just one. But, yeah, I mean, maybe. We'll see. I mean, I'm not. Look, JJ's going to look great in the winged helmet on Saturday. Don't I'm not like, JJ's going to throw at least three times. I'm not. I mean, I'm not doing that, but, I mean, you know. Well, let's see what well, else okay. you got. Let's see what else you got. This one, this one might get me there. Michigan will again score either a defensive or special teams touchdown against Hawaii. Smart, smart. I think I think they're going to play opportunistic. Like I said, I think the quarterback's going to be under duress for a majority of the evening. And you heard Mike Sainer still and DJ Turner talk about that. Their mission is to force turnovers. You saw that in week one, and I think it's going to be more of the same in week two. So unfortunately, once again, I'm going to have to go smart. Wouldn't smart be call. surprised if, you know, AJ Henning got loose a little bit on a punt return. Yeah. I don't think Roman Wilson's going to get a lot of opportunities to return a kick, but you got to listen to me. If you're Hawaii, and you're coming up to Ann Arbor. You better kick that man the damn ball. Let him do his thing. Don't you kick it well, away from Roman Wilson on that or to kick it to him. Well, that's true. Well, you better just hope he takes the opening kick back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> or after he might really only get one the whole game. Yeah. He, like literally, he'd only get one the whole day. So, I, I just think I, I'm with you though. I think again, Michigan too talented, too, too talented, too opportunistic, too good. Once they get an opportunity. I mean, you know, you saw what it looked like when DJ Turner picked that fumble up last week. It was off to the races, and nobody at Colorado State could catch him. And it'll be similar against Hawaii. So I, I would love to see it. That's like those are the most exciting plays in football: defensive scores, special team scores. They 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 Rod get more. Rod Moore playing play. really well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I thought about you know, it's funny you bring up Rod Moore before I get to my last one here. You think back to all those plays. That, Br that Brad Hawkins was on the field and was never able to get an interception. And then you watch Rod Moore, just how he instinctively knew right where to be cut in front. I mean, I mean that's one of the easiest picks I've ever seen. He just walked in yeah. just like, you know, nonchalant. And they talked about him being different. Like he is different when it comes to his mental side, the mental side of things, where to be, how to play it, you know, his location on the field. Cause he, he wasn't a top flight recruit in terms of like, you know, size, speed, measurement type of stuff, but he's yeah, got it yeah. up there, and he, he cashed that in last week. And I think, you know, some guys just have that nose for the ball, man. He definitely seems to be one of them. So he was actually – I thought if he would have stayed outside and just tried to hug the sideline that he might have been able to get to the get to the end zone, but he tried a little cutback and got tackled pretty close. So, anyway, yeah, I think Michigan puts one in the end zone in an unconventional way tomorrow. Last 
but certainly not least, this is a little bit of a teaser. Idiot. Oh, sorry. I got I got ahead. I got ahead of the question. Michigan will cover the massive, insane 51 and a half point spread. Yes. Dude, that going, number is bananas. It doesn't matter. They're covering it. They're covering it. I got six. I got I'm back in the 63s, 63 to three Saturday. That was exactly what the score was the last time they played Hawaii, if you remember. Delano Hill I don't had a remember pick. That. It was 63-3. That was the Chris Evans coming out party. Chris Evans as a true freshman had, you know, oh, I think two yes. touchdowns of more yeah. than like 30 or yeah. 40 yards. Yep. Yeah. So um yeah, 63-3, if my memory serves, was the was the final score the last time Hawaii visited the big house. So um Yeah, smart. I'm They're gonna cover. They're it's gonna a cover. huge number. In fact, the largest in Michigan football history, according to I think it was M Live, that did some digging and some research and found out that that was you know nice Randall spreads nice haven't Randall. been around forever, but they've been around a long time, and that's the largest. You know, normally when, I mean, I think it's whenever two FBS teams play, you've got to put a spread out there for it. I mean, like you don't have mm-hmm. to, but they almost always do. Like Georgia's playing Samford this weekend. There's no spread available for that. It's an FCS opponent, but. 51 and a half is, is huge, dude. They, they, 50, 50 point spreads don't pop up too often. That's a massive number, but I'm with you, dude. I think Michigan's going to get it done. That's- Beat that ass. What's how much is Hawaii getting to come play Michigan? Not enough. I don't know. Whatever the number <laughs> is. <laughs> They'll earn it. They'll earn that money. Yeah, they're they're gonna earn it all right. Yeah, um, I so dependent fanatic. I actually did bet it. It's part of a parlay formula that I've got. Listen, uh, actually, uh, dependent fanatic. If there's a bet to be made, just so you know, Brandon's making the bet. Just want to let you know, I'm ready to get off of here tonight and watch Louisville UCF. Got a little juice on it. I'm ready to watch. See what happens there. Didn't you just sign up for like some sort of like? It's like an online course or uh, like a like that guides you and teaches you how to work through these things. And it's a it's a it's a VIP members only uh, group of degenerates, basically, is what it is. And we so all like the, the worst of the worst go into this group and then they really start thinking. Well, it's Just it's guys who are considered like professional gamblers and like, you know, you get to you get to go in there and communicate and everybody bounces ideas off of each other and, you know. Yeah, it's degenerate. So it's it's the first step. It's one to uh, I got the phone number I, handy, I, all right? If it gets, you know, saying, can we get the Sarah McLaughlin music? Do you find yourself gambling on your Android phone at one in the morning? <laughs> Do you have an Android phone? <laughs> Have you recently joined a group of other gambling degenerates to figure out how you can beat the system? <laughs> Does your Android phone keep you from downloading popular apps like FanDuel and DraftKings? If so, <laughs> all right. Um, no, so <laughs> I got, I, and I like to do the, I like to do the prop bet stuff. I don't, you know, sometimes I'll take like a money line or a spread thing, but like I got you know, a couple players got to score a touchdown tonight, a little over under, a little point, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm you know, I'm watching the games anyways. You might, might want to put. It's not like I'm. I'm not putting a thousand dollars on these. I got a five dollar bet going to turn it into forty bucks or something. You know, it's fun. Whatever. Anyway, um, Dwayne, I wouldn't. I'll let Chris answer this. Chris, do I gamble? Like Holy I shit! Pop? What a question. That's a great nah, question. No, there's no way you gamble like you drink pop. They, they can't listen. Brandon Brandon Brown runs on diesel. That's it. Uh, Pepsi. 
Mountain Dew, Coca-Cola, the mm-hmm. hard stuff. If Brandon yeah. goes like two hours without getting that in his system, you're going to start to see the motor start sputtering a little bit. You know, he just, <laughs> he ain't acting right. You got to keep the guy hydrated at all times with diesel hydrated with diesel. All right. There you go. I've got my uncle in here telling me to help my dad <laughs> upstairs is probably face palming every couple minutes. <laughs> I, I forgot. Dad's watching. Yeah. He can help you when you get upstairs. Help your son. I, you you want to know the funny part? I was over his shoulder, helping him put a parlay in before I came <laughs> down here. So. <laughs> uh, it's a family affair. It's a family affair over here. We're, you know, really we got it going. We got it going. All right, dude, this next segment's going to be funny. Um, actually, before we get into before we get into the next segment, let's go ahead and give our uh, our homie a little shout out here. Richie. As always, big shout out to Rich and Mediascapes. Here we go. Hey, this is Rich from Mediascapes located in Burton. Let me fill you in a little bit about our business. We are a full service sign and graphic company from banners, yard signs to vehicle wraps. When it comes to marketing your business, we also provide video and photography services as well as apparel and promotional items. If it's something that will make your business organization stand out, we do it. And I guarantee we do it well. We are Mediascapes on Dora Highway, south of Bristol Road, just before Rock Bottom. Check out our work at Mediascapes.com. That's Mediascapes with a K.com. There you have it. As always, there's the quick banner in case you didn't know what he meant. Mediascapes with a K. There's your phone number, 810-410-4737. Give Rich a call. He's in Burton. He's the man. He's making a lot of what we're doing possible, including that big, beautiful RV that everybody is now well aware of. I can't wait to get it out on the road tomorrow and park that bad boy for, shoot, man, eight hours. hours? I don't know. I mean, we, we the plan the plan is be there right around 10 a.m. and then we're going to be posted up until 6 p.m. when we got to head in the stadium. So if you're planning on coming out, I've seen a couple of people say it in the comment section. I'll repost tonight on the Facebook page, on Twitter, on the socials where you can find us very close to the big house. It's a four minute walk, but I will put that, uh, put that up. Not sure what time we're going to do our pregame show, maybe around four or five o'clock. We'll still, you know, we still got to work that out, but at the end of the day, you know, between 10 and six o'clock, you can come out there, the RV, visit us, maybe step on, maybe get your ass kicked in some NCA, uh, 14. Once we get that up and running, I mean, we got the arcade machine. We're going to have some beer out there from Wolverine state brewing company. And we're going to be hanging out, man. We're going to have some people out there, maybe some family and friends. You're, you're, all of you are more than welcome to come hang. Yeah. Um, obviously going to be a much different kind of vibe this week last week it was you know noon kickoff we're out there at seven we hang around for a little bit then we're into the stadium we got all day we got all day tomorrow to fill that time with whatever we need to fill it with and i'm excited to be out there so yeah again shout out to rich and mediascape shout out to nate wolverine state brewing company making a lot of what we're doing possible couldn't be happier about the partnerships we got rolling with them so if you're in ann arbor man go over to wolverine state brewing company we were talking about this, Chris. Breweries oftentimes, you know, like, oh, the beer, you know, they've got all yeah. their different beers. Chris is falling in love with the Gulo Gulo, his favorite I am. favorite beer from that place. You know what? Nate, Nate is a wizard in the kitchen. So sometimes you think brewery and eh, just random bar food, not that good. Dude, you, anything <laughs> you get off of that menu food wise is going to be one of the best things you can get in arbor that is not me plugging that because we're working with them every time i'm there i make an excuse to stay long enough to eat every single I, time. It, well That's and i can it. attest to it because i've witnessed it i've, I've watched right. it happen multiple times and can i just say uh you're you're right i have become a fan of the beer so much so that i'm just going to tease Ooh. this a little bit Ooh. i'm going to tease it a little bit 
for those of you out there, maybe, I don't know, could be tomorrow. (laughs) Massage the teat a little bit. It could be next week. It could Mm. be within a month. Just know that a winged helmet, private label beer is coming your way. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Winged helmet, private label, beer coming your way. It's in the works. That's how much I love those guys at Wolverine State Brewing Company. I said, how can I get my own beer? I need my own beer. And Nate was like, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. We had a very productive business meeting with Nate yesterday. Just super excited about all of it, man. Super excited about all of it. Shout out to Nate. Shout out to Rich. They're making what we do possible, man. Can't yes, could sir. not be happier about it. All right. <laughs> I was gonna say this next segment, dude. Oh boy. It, it, I, I mean, I'm just gonna hit the music. I'm gonna get into it, Chris. Is, and, I don't I don't even know what we're doing here. I'm I'm a little bit confused. It's Big Ten Big I'm, Game. Okay, okay. All right. And Big Ten, big lame. And honestly, pretty much the entire Big Ten slate this weekend is lame. I mean, like, I really had to reach for the first part. So we got... Big Ten, big game. You ready for this, Chris? Let's hear it. Washington State at Wisconsin. It's the best I could do for you. Six to what midnight? Or barely, you're not even... What time are they care. kicking off? 3.30 in Madison. Wisconsin. No, uh, let me ask I hate. You. I hate watching. Listen, if Michigan isn't playing them, I hate watching Wisconsin play football. I just don't enjoy the Badgers at all. And you know, Iowa them. Iowa State is probably a better game. I will admit that. Yeah, yeah, I would give it that. Yeah, I mean, there's I intrigue there, that, rivalry. I just think Iowa. I don't even know what I think about that game. I saw. It. I was a little more intrigued by Washington State coming to Madison, and then I saw the spread, and I'm like, that game blows. And then Iowa, Iowa State. I'm like, dude, do they even will they even score? Can a, can a game end in a zero zero tie? I don't even know. I mean, like, I was just looking at the whole thing. Anyway, I went with Washington State, Wisconsin, because it's a little the intrigue is is there. You know, obviously, like the long road trip, Pac twelve, Big Ten. The I, I don't know. Wisconsin's supposed to kick their ass. They're favored by seventeen. I guess I'm just wondering, like. Does do either of those move the needle for you? Iowa State, Iowa, West Washington State, Wisconsin. Like, where are you at? I will say, I will say, Iowa State, Iowa does move the needle. It's one of those games where if I flip it on, I'll, I'll watch it for a few minutes. Okay. But I, I got to be honest, man. Some and I've never really thought about this until just now. Anytime I turn on the TV and Wisconsin is playing, I'm immediately turned off. I just don't. <laughs> I don't like. I don't. For some reason, I don't like anything about their style of play. I don't like. You know. I, not a Wisconsin fan. I, I don't like Paul Chris. Phenomenal Ace. city. I I yeah, love I love going up to Madison. We went up to the game last year. It was awesome. The tailgate scene was awesome. I just don't like their team. I spent a good long, long weekend in Madison once upon a time, and it was a lot of fun. Like, dude, I mean, I'm about I, you know, I'm biased. I love Ann Arbor. Love, love, love Ann Arbor. Madison might be cooler. I'm not kidding, dude. Madison really, really blew me away when I was there visiting. I had no idea there was so much water. It's like, you know, like all all areas of campus and everything you do in Madison, Wisconsin is surrounded by water. Met some really cool people. Great party scene. Like you said last year, the tailgate scene was off the chain. Michigan, Michigan, Wisconsin was supposed to be this real big, important. Michigan kind of whooped that ass last year. But no kind of about it. Yeah, no kind of about it. But yeah, Madison, really cool. If, if nobody's ever been to Madison, I, I recommend it, man. Go check out. Madison taking a game there and just have some fun. It's a good time. Nice people. 
you know, you're not going to get the people spitting on you and trying to wreck your car like you get in Columbus, obviously. But I'm talk with about, you. Talk I'm about degenerates. If I put on a Wisconsin football game, like I'm pretty bored. Yeah, that dude. That's nap bored. time. That's nap time for me. If I'm turning that on, I'm trying to take a nap until the Michigan. All right, game. so we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. If you had to put some money down, Wisconsin minus seventeen. That's a pretty big number against a Pac-12 opponent. But like Washington, I, State, I'll still, yeah, know. I'll still take I'll still take Wisconsin in the point. I just that's a tough place to go and play when you're a visiting yes. team, especially when you're not very good. Um, yeah, I'll take I'll take Madison or I'll take. Yeah, I'll take Madison in the points. <laughs> That's where we're at, basically. We like the city far more than Give the me football. Madison. Don't even call them Wisconsin Badgers anymore. They're just Madison. All right, you ready for this? Let's hear it. Chris, I'll smack yourself in the face. Wake up. I, I need you to stay with me on this one. Tell me what Wagner at Rutgers at 4 p.m. does for you. What the hell is Wagner? Right? They play football there, apparently. Where is it? Where is Wagner? I don't know. I don't care. I don't. Honestly, I don't want to know. I'm listen, not going to look it up. If I was Kevin Warren right now, I'd, I'd be on the phone just saying, "Look, can we cancel the game? That game is probably going to cost the Big Ten money, as opposed to making them money, right?" Wagner at Rutgers, 4 p.m. Like the players are pissed off. They don't even want to go. Yeah, I see. I can't. I'm. I'm with uh, Captain Banana Peel there. I think you made that up. There isn't. There ain't a college team out there called Wagner. That's about Wagner. No, I'm looking at it right Are now. You sure, it's not Wagner. Wagner, if you will. <laughs> You're a Michigan fan. It's Wagner versus Rutgers, Rutgers. Rutgers versus Wagner. There. Look. Look at the. Look at the level of education we have among our followers. A Jersey, Jersey girl. Ran, yes. Awesome. Thank you, Randy. Okay, so now it makes sense. Oh, Va- by the Va- way, that's Randy with- Staten Island. That's Randy with an I. That's a female Randy. I'll put yeah. that Randy Jersey Levine. girl here. Yeah, Jersey girl. Wagner is in Staten Island. I love it. Thank you for the tip. Now I know where Wagner is. I still, uh, man, what what, a, what an awful game. What an awful no, game. There's no spread for it because it's FCS. It's just, it's just God awful in every way. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. The, the rest of the slate, I mean, Arkansas, Ohio State, Western Illinois, Minnesota, Duke Northwestern, all right, Battle of the Nerds, like whatever. You, I mean, I like Pat Fitzgerald. I hope I hope Northwestern wins, I guess, but like no. that, one's a, that one's decent. Ohio at Penn State, Penn State's favored by a bunch. Maryland going to Charlotte, another – is Charlotte FCS or FBS now? I feel like they might have moved up. Anyway, that's terrible. Akron at Michigan State, it's like a 35-point spread. Virginia, Illinois, good Lord. I mean, like, just doormats of the ACC and Big Ten. Indiana State, Purdue, Wagner, Rutgers, Georgia Southern, Nebraska, and Idaho, Indiana. Like, what the hell is the Big Ten doing this week, man? Not one matchup I would ever want to watch. Yeah, it's, it's not ideal. I mean, that that certainly has big lame written all over it. There's no And the biggest spread that. of all of them, the game that we're going to be at. So there you go. But so much intrigue. So much intrigue. If it wasn't for, listen, if it wasn't for J.J. McCarthy starting, I don't even know if I'd want to go to this Michigan-Hawaii game. Like, it's going to be that bad. How dare you? I know. How dare you? You know how long we waited for football to be here? Week two, you're already saying you might not go? I don't know. You better just just record scratch that, reverse it, and, you know, try again on that one. I'll be there with bells on. I'm excited. But you're right. The 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 fact that JJ's getting his first start, 
the Roman Wilson stuff that's there. I think that that's mm-hmm. adding to the intrigue. I really want to see what these guys look like. And then, like I said in the article I put out, anytime a Michigan football game takes place in the big house under the lights, it always seems like it's a special evening. There's always something incredible that feels like it happens. And so I think fans are going to be in for a treat, man. Like I've said before, I think JJ's been waiting a long time for, the, well, 1,218 days to be precise from the time he committed to the University of Michigan to the time he's going to make his first start. I think this kid's been waiting for this for a really, really long time. <laughs> I don't see anything but a spectacular performance. Yeah, I I, I do have to watch my tongue. I forget. I forget. So I, I'm very jaded now, man. I do forget how blessed and lucky we are to have this as a job. And I'm like, I got to go to the game, dude. Come on, man. Such a busy day. <laughs> and then there's my uncle saying like, somebody smack him. Just smack him for me. Slap him. All the Listen, people. Virtual. You know what? When you get upstairs, we'll have your dad take care of it. We'll have him put you in your place for saying that. Yeah. I'm, 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 I've never, I've never been in the same house. I've never been in the same house with my dad as I've done a show before. So I'm interested to hear his feedback, but um, yes, Brandon, your quality has dropped. Thank you. Detroit lions fan for letting us know, or it's droped. I'm interested to know what that word means. Listen, the, uh, listen, don't be getting on Detroit lions fan. You listen, know, man, damn well former, what he was trying to say. I'm a former teacher. If you can't spell a seven letter word correctly, I got problems with you. Well, you know, Brandon, but he's I'm turning, he's turning, listen, listen, he's, he's saying he doesn't want to go to the games. He's turning <laughs> on the fans. What's happening to Brandon tonight? I'm what's also in that, what's in that can. I'm also a Lions fan, though. So that guy automatically is like my guy. Like we just Detroit Lions fan. Throw it in there real quick. Well, he spelled Detroit wrong too. Detroit it. Anyway, <laughs> Detroit Lions fan. Throw it in there real quick. What's your prediction for Sunday? Why? Why the hell does everybody love the Eagles so much? I've seen people picking the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Like, what am I missing with the Eagles? Right? I no. I think the Lions got a shot. I do think they're going to probably lose to the Eagles, but whatever. Anyway, I digress. You um, definitely digress. Yeah, is my internet messing up. I see a little bit of a, a yeah. problem here. Yeah, you have no. I don't have an Android. I have quality equipment. It's just You're looking a little wonky over there. You're looking a little wonky. I think you might have pissed off the football gods with your uh, your hot take there. <laughs> I do. I do see that I'm having a low internet signal for some reason. I don't know what that's all about. Okay. I did hear uh, somebody point it out. Yes, I do have a slight cough i think it is more allergy driven than anything else i did test negative for covid just so that everybody knows but yeah mm-hmm. i'm your your boys out here coughing quite a bit that's why i got the water <laughs> you can't day drink talk smack about michigan and also correct someone's spelling dude what the, the guy's on the I, guy's on I, a heater right now he's on a heater i don't know what just happened uncle mike i mean uh, God bless you, Uncle Mike. But I, you know, that's Uncle Mike's Homer through and through, and I love that about him. <laughs> but it's the Lions. Listen, know? I don't, I don't know who else asked it. Side note: Before it gets too far, yes, we will be giving out beer tomorrow at the RV. If you stop on by Wolverine State Brewing Company, we will have beer there for you. Actually, Uncle Mike might have just hit it on the head. My pops is upstairs stealing bandwidth as we speak, watching us live. Get off the YouTube. damn internet, pops. <laughs> All right, Chris, it's, it's, it's probably, I don't know. Is it our second favorite segment? Well, over that depends under? on, you're assuming I know what oh, over unders. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's burning go. questions is way up there for, both I like burning them. questions. I like TFG. I like, you know, there's a lot that I like that was going on. We can do the over unders though. It's, it's, time, it's, for over-unders. it's, it's time for over unders. 
Are you ready, Chris? I know you were a little bit. You're I a was little bit born ready. Well, born ready. I just, I just, I'm doing that for your dad upstairs for the effect on the big screen. Born ready. That's a 70 inch Chris Bryler right there for everybody. Born ready. <laughs> Over unders. Real quick, Travis, because it's an easy answer. 517 Berkeley. 517 Berkeley. 517 Berkeley. It's it's a direct shot, 50-yard extension from the big house. You can't miss us. Yeah. Cannot miss us. All right. Rob, is this about Chris being a hairless nut? No, that can't is be it? about me. Rob wouldn't do that to his boy. I don't think that Rob would do that. No. All right. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Over unders. I'll kick it off. Let's kick it off with a. Uh, let's talk about QB two for a minute. I'm going to go over uh, under on uh, QB two. That's what I got for my first one. You bastard! <laughs> hey, hey, look at that's the way the cookie crumbles. I got Cade right, McNamara. Now hold on a second. It might be different. Cade McNamara touchdowns accounted for could be rushing, passing. Whoa! At one and a half on Saturday night. Under. Under. I, you, don't, you don't think Cade McNamara coming off of that lackluster week one? Let me – okay, before we get in next, do you think he's going to play Saturday? Well, do you, can, do you want me to just throw my, my question Let's, let's hear there? it. Yeah, let's hear it. We might as well. Cade McNamara over under nine and a half snaps. Over. You think over? Over. Pretty, that was pretty confident. I think he's going to get I think he's going to get opportunity in the second half to make things happen and based on the way he performed last week, I think the kid's playing with a chip on his shoulder. I think he knows that his job is pretty much done at the University of Michigan. If we don't see Cade McNamara if he goes into the game, if we don't see him go out and sling it all over the damn field just because I mean at this point what has he got to lose? Michigan's going to be up 50 points at that yeah. at that point his job is over and now he's probably auditioning for I hate to say it Another program. Ooh, He's got to he play well. He went well, there. I mean, that's, listen, Cade, that's the Cade hater if I've ever seen one. Is it? Or is it the fact that, now I know no, you don't mean true. that, but listen, Cade McNamara wants to start. He wants to be a starting college football quarterback. And if that's not going to be at the University of Michigan, He's going to go someplace else. That's just the way it is. And so if Kate is able to go out there and play, I think he's going to do whatever he can to show that last week was uh, the exception, not the norm. I mean, here's the deal. You're not bringing Kate in for a for a change of pace. I mean, no, you're bringing like him that. in the second half when you're done with JJ. I mean, you know, JJ got a. I don't know. He played like a snap in the first half. He barely touched the field in the first half last week. And you go back to all of last year, same type of thing. He would come in for a change of pace. He would run the ball. He would keep it. He would do this. He would do that. Like you can't do that with Kate. He's not, he's not a change of pace. So. You're right. If he comes in, it's when JJ's done, like all the way done. done. That's the only way he's coming in the game. If he comes in at that point, I don't think there's enough play calling to get him to account for more than two times. You said one and a half. Right? One and a half. One and a half. He's I don't think count. Any way. He's got to account for it. Okay. I don't think there's any way. He's not going to run one in. And he's there. You know, if he comes in, it's when the game is already well at hand. They're not going to throw it. I, I just don't think there's any way he he is part of that kind of production. I mean, I'd be very surprised if it looks that way. So I mean, it's, so. it's just it's interesting because we expect Michigan to score a lot of points, and we don't believe that Cade McNamara is pretty much going to be a part of any of it. Which no doubt steals the deal I, on what the first two weeks are supposed to be about. 
I do think so it's funny when I was looking at my over-unders from last week, I just took JJ's name out and put Cade's name in. Last week I had JJ at over under nine and a half snaps, and he barely got there. He played eleven. This week it's Cade nine and a half snaps. And I don't know, dude. I mean, if he comes in and plays, like why? I mean, that's what I would ask. I would ask why. You you just saw him uh, play 50 <clears throat> snaps last week. It wasn't good. I can tell you why, but I'm not going to say it. Say it. We don't operate that way. I mean, if there's an if there's some sort of injury out there, that's pretty much the only thing I can think of, is if J.J. has to come off the field unexpectedly for a significant amount of time, you might get Cade more on Saturday night than you expect. <clears throat> I know one of the concerns is that even with Jim Harbaugh, he said it. They'd like to see J.J. get down. He's going to be amped up. Yeah. He's going to be hyped up. He's going to want to run the ball. And there's no doubt, even though they, you know, they're a shitty program, that the secondary in that Hawaii defense is going to get an opportunity to put a lick on, on J.J. McCarthy. And so that's the thing you kind of, you know, you, you want to watch out for. But in an absence of that, I don't see any reason to bring Kate on the field until the game is well within hand. And then at that point, you're right. Like, what kind of offense are you running? But are you really going to do that to Cade? Are you really going to bring him in and just let him pull mop-up duty when the kid's got to well, make a case? Some Well, but does he have to make a case? Does he really got to make a case? What, what did they do with J.J. last week? 11 snaps, four throws, have a seat. Yeah, but would, that was a, that was a different circumstance though, because because JJ is part of the future. I don't think Cade is at this point, especially if if he's that's coming true. In. If that's true, then I would expect even less for Cade. See, I think Jim Harbaugh is going to go about it a different way. I think if JJ goes yeah. up, lights it up, <clears throat> and Cade comes in in the second half with significant time to play, I think he's going to give Cade the opportunity to make amends for week one. Now, how many series is that? Wait, I'm not sure, but I think he's going to give him the chance to do that because that, you know, he's a team captain. He helped. That's this, true too. He helped this program achieve a lot. And if he is going to go out like that, I think that Jim Harbaugh is going to do whatever he can to, to, you know, help put Cade in the best position possible for whatever the new adventure is going to be. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, I mean, like <clears throat> Michigan's going to, I mean, destroy Hawaii, but there's, there's a lot of intrigue surrounding this quarterback thing, and everybody's just, you know, kind of waiting to see what what happens. I mean, everything Chris and I just mentioned right there is like, well, what about this? What about that? How much for Kate? How much for JJ? What's the play calling look like? How I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to be paying attention to. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. So to recap, you think more than nine and a half snaps for, for Kate. I do. I do. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I mean, I think he'll be on the field. I don't think he gets a lot of opportunities to do much. So back to your question, I don't think he's involved in maybe any touchdowns in terms of running one in or throwing one. But he might he might be on the field for a handoff or something. But I don't know, man. I think by the time he's in, it's going to be pretty vanilla. And then you get him out and you get Orgy in there. You get Davis Warren in there. You get some of these other guys out there. So, yeah. Kate, uh, I don't know how you do a, I don't know how you do a captain like that. I, don't, I, I know, I don't man. Do it. It's tough, man. See, that's, the, that's the rub of making Cade McNamara captain. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, I think it's it's up to you now. Back to you since I kind of right. threw mine in the mix right there. So we're we're both very very impressed with him. Uh, he obviously had an impressive week one. We saw him we saw him in the press conference. Every time you're around him, the dude looks like he's just one click away from ripping somebody's heads off, head off. He's in that mode. Jalen Harrell sacks on Saturday. We know he's going to be electric. We know he's going to be active. I got that one and a half sacks for Jalen Harrell. You got the over under 
at one and a half. I'm going to go under. I mean, I think he'll get, I, I think he'll, I think he'll put pressure. I think he'll, he'll get his hands on the quarterback. He might get a hit here or there. He'll probably record one or a half. But to say that he's going to get two sacks, especially when, you know, you look at last week, you had nine guys getting there. You know, a bunch of dudes were were credited with a half a sack because so many guys got there at the same time. Yeah. To get to two feels like a lot. So, like, I don't think it's going to be because he's not there or it's a lack of production or he doesn't play well. I just think, like, it might come down to a technicality. Like, he gets there with two or three other guys, and he, he just doesn't get the full sack. So I'll say under – but I do think he's going to have another good game and he's going to make an impact. He was the highest graded player on the field for Michigan by pro football yeah. focus. Kid was out of his mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the over because okay. ever since we started talking about him in the summertime and you brought him to my attention, I've been paying close attention to him and I just become a bigger and bigger fan. Every time we're around him, he's physical, he's athletic. He's got that dog in him. I think he's going to get two sacks on Saturday. What did I say? What did I say about him? Weeks, sack weeks later. You, you pegged him as a sack leader. You yes, sir. Him as a sack leader. He just look. He's he just looks the part, dude. When yeah. he came out there for that press conference, dude, you just saw like how he was put together. Dude, when he when he was on the beach out at uh, Muskegon playing playing, uh, was it ready. slam ball, slap ball, slam ball, whatever the slam hell ball. he was, Spike whatever ball. that game was, Spike ball, Spike ball. The there dude was like lathered up like just like I, i've never seen so somebody so into just a beach game like this guy is the ultimate competitor i think he's gonna get two sacks easy on saturday i mean if he did i wouldn't be surprised at all i think it's just like i said come down to a numbers game where there's just yeah. so many guys getting after it but yep. it's not it's not an outlandish number all right i'm gonna skip one because i have a different guy with the same stat i'm going back to the middle the freak the number one freak in the country, according to according to Bruce Feldman. Mozzie Smith recorded his first career sack last week. I'm putting it out there on him again. Mozzie Smith over under half a sack. Remember, it's a D-tackle. His job is not necessarily to rush the quarterback, but he's an animal. He's an absolute animal. So, Mozzie Smith, half a sack. I'm going to go over. I'm going to okay. go over half a sack again. Again. The guy, we spent a lot of time around him during the summer. You could see it during week one. Yeah, it's not a position that traditionally rushes a quarterback, but he's going to get an opportunity to be back in the in, in the backfield and get his hands on the quarterback. I think he gets another sack, man, which would be incredible that in the first two weeks he gets yep. one sack each game after not recording a single sack his entire career. I think he gets there at least once. I mean, and if he gets a half a sack, which I think is what he was officially credited with last week, then it's a push. But I think he gets back there last again. He's too good. He's too big. He's too strong. You did mention that uh, that Hawaii had a serviceable offensive line, so it'll be interesting to see that. I'm sure they're going to account for him, but I'll say over. I'll say he'll get home at least once. And I, you know, we we have we have high hopes from Ozzie Smith from start to finish this year. This is not just a non-conference type of thing. I think he's going to make waves and and, and disrupt some offenses all year long. So I'll give him I'll give him the over, dude. Ozzie will get home once tomorrow, at least once. All right, switching back to the story that pretty much nobody's talking about, J.J. McCarthy on Saturday. Yeah. I've got his <clears throat> completions, his completions. Hold on, hold on. Let me think for one second before you say the number. All right, I got it. I got it. 19 and a half. Damn, that's higher than I would have said. So I guess I got to take the under. 
All right. Is, is, it, is, it the, is, it the, is it the RPO? Is it, is it the read option stuff that you think is going to take some of that off? It's not the ability. It's not the, it's not the arm. It's not, the, it's not even the play calling. It's, it's game flow. I, I think the run is going to be extremely effective with both backs and J.J. I could see Michigan hitting a couple big plays in this one where you won't need to throw it five, six times on a drive. It might be one or two and you're in the end zone. Before you gave me your number, my number I set was 15 and a half. So when you said 19 and a half, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go a little bit under then. I, I I could see it being close, like a like a 16 for 22 kind of day, 18 or 19 for 23 or 24. If he hits the 20 completion mark, I'll, I'd be surprised. I, think they, I just think that's putting it up in the air a lot against a team that you're not really going to need to do that against. But see, I don't know how much of this is Hawaii and how much of this is you just want to see what you got in the kid. No, I get and, it. And, and I'm interested to see. I think that's one of the intriguing parts is, does the offense look any different on Saturday with J.J. McCarthy at the helm? Mm. Does, is, is it spread around? Do you see wide receivers getting more than one reception? Do you see Andrew Anthony go out and have five or six receptions? Do, do you see something like that happen? I'm really interested to see, does J.J. McCarthy change the dynamic of the offense? My gut feeling tells me he will, and I'll take the over on 19 and a half. I think he's going to be up in the 20s for completions. Was my family feud ding throwing you off there for a I second? loved it. I loved it. I'm going to use that. From, want, Brandon. I'm going to use that from now on whenever you make a good point. And I, I liked it. that one. You're right, dude. I mean, look, man. That's what Okay, I'll put it this way. What you said is what I want. That's what I want. I'm not convinced that's what I'm going to see. We weren't convinced that we were going to get JJ week 2 either. And yeah, we right. did. So I, you know, I, I think, I think Jim Harbaugh is finally starting to come around. I think he sees what he's got and I think he wants to see what it looks like. Dude, you can't put JJ McCarthy out on the field and limit him in his first start. It's like we, it's like we get along. It's like we know each other a little bit. It's like we have a little bit of chemistry, Chris. A little bit. Year two, two and a half, whatever you want to call it. It's crazy. We've only been doing this for not even two years. It's wild. You, you, you. Never mind. I was gonna get real emotional there for a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in the back pocket. <laughs> Based on what you just said, we lost Chris. We lost him. He's off the screen. I'm back. I'm back. Based on what you just said, then I, I have a feeling I know where you're gonna go with this one. Michigan's leading receiver. I'm not even putting a name on it because I don't really know who that might be. I, I, I think that's, I think that's fair. But Michigan's leading receiver over under four and a half catches. Over. Then, over. Oh, that was fast. Over. And I, and I don't care if it's Andrew Anthony, Ronnie Bell, A.J. Henning, Cornelius Johnson. I, I don't care who it is. You've got, you've got to let some of those receivers just get into the flow of the game. You've got it right. Roman Wilson, correct. The one guy I didn't say. You've got to get them the ball and let them operate. And it's not just about the stats for week two, but when Andrew Anthony, for instance, let's just use him as an example. When Michigan goes into Kinnick, I want Andrew Anthony to have the experience of snagging balls and big plays and doing all that already. So this idea that you can just hold off on it until you need it. I know that was a theme last year. I didn't like it. 
I want to see production. I want to see the receivers get the ball so that when you get into the latter part of the year, you know, yeah, Michigan can run the ball with their dynamic backfield. But if they got to turn the switch on and JJ's got to light it up through the air, we know they can do that because they've done it. Just haven't seen it yet. You want to know what's funny? (laughs) I had written down leading receiver over three and a half catches. But as I was talking through it, I could see your face. It, it was almost like you were you were like raising up on over, it. over, I'm over. Like, I better I better crank it up a notch to four and a half. And I'm I'm and you still I almost couldn't get it out of my mouth before you were like over, see over. over. Best be the over. I want it. It's kind of like what we just said before. I want it to be over so badly. But if you had told me last week that the leading receiver in the game would have two grabs, I'd have been like, you're fucking nuts, dude. No way. It's Colorado State. Cade's trying to win his job. JJ Ronnie Bell's first play. game back. You know, like, uh, just that alone. Like, there's I know Ronnie no, had a drop, you know. There's no way I would have said that the leading receiver will only have two catches. But yeah. that's what it was. So, for me, I mean, you're literally asking the, the, the production to increase by more than 100%. Yes. And it should. If you got the right Good God, dude. If somebody doesn't have at least five catches against Hawaii, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have a problem with that. A big yes. problem. Yes. And you know what? That's fair because I think with JJ McCarthy behind center, that's what we expect is that you're gonna start to see that type of offense. And yeah, if it looks like Colorado State and you get, you know, 14 different receivers with one reception each. I'm not sure how, like, I know it looks good to throw up on a graphic and oh, we spread the ball around. Look, you're not going to go into Columbus and and have 15 different receivers catch the ball and and have everybody with one reception. That's just not the way it's going to work. You've got to get your key guys out there up and running, confident in catching the ball, get them into a rhythm, just like a quarterback needs to get into a rhythm, just like a running back needs a rhythm an offensive line needs a rhythm. These wide receivers need to get into a rhythm. They're too talented. They're too good not to get the ball. Football doesn't change at any level. It could be fifth grade Pop Warner, middle school, freshman ball, varsity, college, NFL. You take your damn horse and you ride him to the finish line. That, that, that's, that's how big-time players have big-time games and make big-time money and make big-time headlines. And we haven't seen that at Michigan in a long time, and I'm waiting for that to happen because, I mean, dude, even in the NFL game last night, those are all NFL – those are the best players on the planet. Matthew Stafford literally almost didn't throw to anyone else except for Cooper Cup because he's really fucking good. You, you've got something that works, you go to it, and you go to it, and you go to it, and you go to it. Now, Michigan's probably not going to need to do that against Hawaii. I understand. But for a guy like Ronnie Bell, who's coming back off the injury and is better than ever, according to Harbaugh, like every metric possible, to have one catch, what, what, what's happening, dude? How is that possible? Andrew Anthony looked as explosive as any player on the field against Michigan State. A catch or two catches or whatever it was. I just think you got to go out, you got to use your guys, and you got to you got to let them let them run free, dude. Take your yeah. take your stallions out there, take your thoroughbreds, and, and can, let them run, man. And can we just say run. it's it's not that Michigan has to do it against Hawaii because we know they don't <clears throat> have to, but they also don't have to run it fifty times with Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum either because we know what that's going to look like against Hawaii. It's just. We talked about this last year going into the latter part of the season. And and it turns out the method worked for Michigan. They were able to play bow ball. They were able to play smash mouth football. They won them a Big Ten title, beat Ohio State, got them in the college football playoff. 
<clears throat> we were there. I was a part of it. I absolutely love that it happened. It was one of the greatest years of my life. I'll never forget it. That being said, I still don't think it's a recipe for success to win a college football national the, championship. I just at level. the highest level. And I think, I think Jim Harbaugh is aware of that because we talked about this on the show last time. If all Jim Harbaugh cared about was winning 11 games, maybe beating Ohio State and getting to Indy, you can do that with Cade McNamara. I think this team is good enough to do that again with Cade McNamara. But if you want something more, if you want something more, that's what JJ's for. And I think Jim Harbaugh wants something more. And Good. I'm excited about that, man. Good. I'm excited. Chris is, the, Chris is at the pulpit right now. He's Good. preaching. Do you understand how crazy it was last year before Michigan was even good that you had a segment of this fan base totally content with eight win seasons, losing to Ohio and never winning the Big Ten because we just do things the right way. Look how much a year has changed. Now Michigan's expected to be 11-0 and going into Columbus, and they're a legitimate contender, I would say, in the college football playoff, assuming the offense can get up and running. But that's just crazy how much one year can change everything. And so, yeah, now Michigan's playing at a different spot. I think Harbaugh gets that. And I think J.J. is the bridge, what bridges the gap between where Michigan was last year and where they can go this year. I mean, I've seen a lot of people, dude. A lot of people have put out there that Georgia and Ohio, Georgia and Alabama are kind of in a tier one by themselves. Michigan yep. and Ohio State are in a tier two by unless themselves. You're, unless you're R.J. Yeah. Young, by the way. Did you see R.J. Young? I'm done. He didn't I don't even, know. He didn't even put Michigan in like his tier six. He's got the Spartans in tier two. It's, I don't know what this guy's deal is, but he's he's gaining a reputation quickly for, quite frankly, being a guy can tote. Nah, I'm not gonna say that. I almost just said something that probably almost maybe could have got me canceled. I'm gonna well, still. Guy sucks. All right, I'm. I'll, I'll just leave it. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. All right, it's uh, it's you. I had my four and a half catches right there. Four and a half catches. Let's see. Yeah, Let's pull it back so up you're here. Right. Over. I didn't even give an answer. I think I hate it. I hate it. But I'm going to say under. And that I just think unless they completely flip what they do on their head and let JJ just go bananas, it's going to be similar to last week, but just with a new guy doing it. Yeah. Well, we'll, see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what that looks I don't like. want that. So I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with the offense here. And I talked a little bit about this during the, uh, maybe during our Monday show, the, the production of the running backs. I know that they were running hard. I know that they, you know, they had a couple big plays. I think Blake Corm had, you know, a rush of 12 yards, maybe Donovan Edwards, 15 yards. None of them really, to me, had the type of impact week one that I thought they were going to have. I can't see that being the case week two. So I'm going to single in on Blake Corm. Okay. Basically, the question is, does Blake Corum get to 100 yards? I've got the over-under set at 100 and a half for Blake Corum. Yes. Over. Actually, I, I should have put it at 99 and a half, but you, yeah. That's fine. I mean, I think I think because of what you just said. So last week, Sharon, the O-line, Olu, the new guy. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's Hayes back. We, we'll, we'll see. We'll see mm -hmm. on that. Uh, Carson Barnhart is out, according to Jim Harbaugh. He sprained his ankle a little bit, so he's going to take some time off. I think that O-line and Sharon Moore, they're, they're probably looking at that Colorado State tape being like, damn, dude, why didn't we Why didn't we dominate in this game? What happened? What was wrong? What was off? You've got Trevor Keegan bumping out to tackle. You've got Gio Hadi playing right, a left guard where you know, he hasn't played a lot before. I do think some of it depends on if Hayes is back. Can they get back to their starting five, their true starters, and see what it looks like? But I also think Hawaii blows. I, dude, if – if one of those backs doesn't go over the century mark, I think I, I'm, I'm not going to say there's something to worry about, but I'm starting to think like 
they're going to be pissed. Like, personally, they're going to be like, what are we doing? Why have we not gotten to 100 yards with shit with both of these guys, let alone one of them? And it does look like Blake Corum's kind of 1A. I mean, like, if, if Donovan yeah. Edwards was right there, which I think he is, Blake Corum had 13 carries, Donovan Edwards had 12. They're both going to carry the ball a lot. I One of them's got to get 100. I'm cool with you picking Blake as one of the two. So, yes, I would say over Blake Corum over 100 yards. Perfect. Yeah, and, I, and I'm taking the over as well, too, for the reasons I said. I think it was <clears> – <throat> I don't think that they were happy with their performance last week. Right. I know that from a fan standpoint, you know, we, we talked about lightning and lightning all offseason, and it didn't look like much lightning on Saturday. Granted, they didn't need it, but you'd like to see that tandem – break some big runs against a program like that. And so if Hawaii is arguably one of the worst teams in college football, I would expect to see Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards take one or two to the house and be up over a hundred yards easily. For several weeks in a row last year, Blake Corum was good for like a 50 yard play. Yeah. And his longest run against Colorado state was 19. And I think Donovan Edwards longest was 12 or 11. Something I mean, like they, that. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, neither one of them had, "Quote unquote," the explosive play. Michigan, Michigan calls anything over twenty yards an explosive play, and they didn't have a run over twenty yards. JJ McCarthy did, but the running backs did not. And so, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't see a reason for concern, or I don't think something's broken, or I don't think anything's not working. But I think those dudes, those five or six offensive linemen in the backs themselves, are like, "All right, fellas, like let's get this shit together. It's time to put some. It's time to put some numbers up, man. Let's get after it." Well, and, and uh, you know, a good point being made is that <clears throat> I think JJ is going to help that a lot. When I you do, do the read option and you've got to account for JJ being able to run out and break off 25, 50, 60 yards, you know, with shit, four, three, four, four speed, whatever it is he thinks he has, you have to account for that. And so automatically that's going to free things up for everybody else on the football field, including Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards. So I think just having JJ out on the field is going to help that effort in, in a big way. I mentioned it earlier this week. I think it was CJ Stokes' first carry ever as a Wolverine went for 13 or 15 yeah. because JJ was in the game. He pulled out the bat. You could, dude, you could see it clear as day. Two defenders sprinted after JJ, and there goes CJ Stokes up to, you know, JJ doesn't even have the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to open up a lot of things. And I, I think, uh, I mean, I was surprised nobody got to 100 yards rushing in week one. I just can't imagine against Hawaii that they're going to be okay with that happening two weeks in a row. Yeah, Especially same. given how last year went. Dude, they were running for four or 500 yards a game for the first four or five weeks of the season. They're going to want to get back to that. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you're, you know, if J.J. is the guy and they're breaking him in and they want him to throw it, that's cool. But we know Jim, Har Jim Harbaugh loves to run the ball. And they're going to run the ball and they want to run it with success. And so I'll take the over on that one. All right. This was a point of focus last week for sure. Um, you know, if you could nitpick anything in a 44-point win, this would be it. It's the field goal number. So I've got Jake Moody over under two and a half field goals in this game. He made Sorry, three two, last week. The two longest, and a half? The longest was just 34 yards, which means all three of them came inside the 20-yard line. Yes, Jake Moody, two and a half field goals, over under. I'm going to go under, but I think it's because Michigan's going to be scoring a lot in the red zone. I think they're just, I think there's going to be more scoring opportunities. And we talked a little bit about that last week that the offense just seemed to sputter out when they got down there. And so 
Yeah, I mean, uh, he certainly has a potential to go over. I'm going to say under just because I hope it's under because the offense is so effective that it's really not needed. I'll say under, too. I think it's one or two. I mean, you, yeah, I don't know if you're going to be perfect ever, but honestly, if there's a week that you could be perfect, it might be this one. Yeah. I mean, why is bad? We've documented it. It's You lose by 53 to Vanderbilt on your home field, you blow. It's, that's, that's as simple as I can make it. So I think Michigan scores a lot of touchdowns this week, and if they don't kick any field goals, I wouldn't be surprised. So I will take the under as well. Let's just stick with special teams here. <clears throat> and, and look – my personal opinion, he's by far the best-looking guy on the team. Brad Robbins, uh, phenomenal mustache, <laughs> phenomenal haircut. He's just – something about that guy's look really resonates something. with me. Something. I don't know what it is. But I don't think he's going to get much action on Saturday. So I've got Brad Robbins' punts on Saturday night set at one and a half for Brad Robbins. Does he punt the ball more than one time? I think – I think that was my number for the first game, and I think he he hit. I think he punted twice, right? Did twice. he not? I think he punted twice. twice. I, yeah. I, uh, was it or was it three? I think it was twice. Anyway, it wasn't oh, a yeah. lot. I'll say under. I'm going to say under, dude. He, he Michigan needs to roll, pick up first downs. You know, if you're at midfield or closer, and it's you know fourth and short, go for it and get it. I'll say under. I'll say under. I think Brad Robbins is going to have a very, very chill day on Saturday evening. I'm going to say under too, because if, you know, if, if the game goes the way I think it's going to go, there won't be any need for him. Like when I, right. even when I came up with that number, I'm like, yeah, he'll probably punt it twice. But if he's punting it twice, I, with as bad as Hawaii is <clears throat> and as good as I think the offense is going to be, we might not see Brad Robbins at all on Saturday night. It, it might get to that point. So I'll take the under. Last but not least for me, man, it's essentially going to lead us into our final segment. We're already north of an hour, by the way. We got to we got to get ready to wrap this thing up. Dude, we just cruised through an hour like like butter. It's nothing. And you know what's great about that? I've seen the same people, some of the same people that were commenting at the beginning, still, still here, commenting at the this end. Number. That's just incredible. For you guys to spend an hour of your evening with us, it's the viewer number incredible. has not dipped. It's it's risen, 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 risen. Kind of stayed plateaued, and it's been there. The whole way. So, again, props to you guys for being here. We're getting close to the end, but we're not done yet. All right. Last but not least, man, it's 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 about that number. It's about that spread. It's about what it all looks like. Hawaii, over under two and a half points. Can, Mich can Michigan hold on to the shutout the whole time this week, or do they yeah. give up a little bit here or there? I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I think they're going to get a field goal. You know, okay. in the in the second half, I think the score is going to be sixty three to three. So I will give them the field goal and garbage time in the second half. Uh, I think Michigan's pissed off about giving that touchdown up last week, yeah. and I think they're certainly not interested in letting Hawaii come in uh, and score on them. So yeah, I, I think they keep them out of the end zone, but I do think they give up a field goal second half. I'm taking the under. The I'm, shutout. I'm going for the goose. The I'm Saturday shutout. Wow. So you thinking, I mean, what, what are you thinking? You're thinking 70 to nothing on Saturday? What are you thinking? I'm going to tell you in a minute because we're almost there. We're almost there, brother. Just hang in with me a little bit longer. <clears throat> we've got four games to go for place your bets. Then Let's we've got it. a Michigan prediction segment, and we're out of here for the evening. And I got to go see if my bets are cashing in the Central Florida, Louisiana, uh, <laughs> Louisville game. I know you're excited about that, Chris. I'm going to text you about it tonight and tell you how much money I, I have. I can't wait to hear. All right. Last but not least, man, 
It's time for Place Your Bets. <laughs> Actually, only three ranked matchups this week. I cheated a little bit on one because it's a big game, and I just want to get your take on it, and I think it's an interesting one, and it's the earliest one of the day. It's number one Alabama at Texas. And then fighting Nick Sabans are getting 20 and a half in Austin, bro. They are favored by 20 and a half points against Quinn Ewers, the Mullets, and the Burn nah, I mean, give me Alabama to win, but they're not going to cover. You don't think so? No, no. That's a big number, dude, in Texas. With yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If it, if it was in Tuscaloosa, that's one thing, but you got to go down to Texas. You know that crowd's going to be fired up, amped up. I, I, Alabama's going to win, but they're not going to cover. That's a lot of points, dude. I think it started at 16 or 17. Well, it's not 50 and a half or 51 and, 50 a half. and a half, <laughs> but it's now up to, tw I mean, that's a three touchdown favor for Bama over the Longhorns in Austin. That's a, yeah. their, their defense does blow. That's a fair point. But you still got Xavier Worthy. You still got weapons out there in Texas. I mean, they can, you know, if it gets into one of those shootout type battles, you know how it gets on a Saturday. Texas, Alabama, down to the wire, but Alabama ultimately pulls it up. That's how I see this playing out. I think I'm Texas with you, dude. We're probably fight, both going to look like idiots, but I'm going to give, I'm going to go Texas in the points. I just, I, that's just a big number. Yeah. I mean, you know, Alabama blows these bad teams out. I get it, but Texas does have some athletes. If they're ne if they're gonna ever get up for a game, it's gonna be this one. I mean, Alabama's gonna win it, but that's just a big number, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Texas in the points. Yeah, we'll probably both look like idiots. All right, at three thirty, at three thirty, you've got number twenty four Tennessee, quietly getting a little better down there in Knoxville at number Will seventeen. Milton? At number seventeen, Pittsburgh, the Fighting Nard Dogs, and Tennessee. Is favored by six and a half in Pittsburgh. Give me, Steel give me City. Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh yeah. to win it. Whoa, yeah, dude. There's dude. There's some mojo. Super in dog. There's some mojo in Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh to win the damn game. I think I would take Pittsburgh in the points. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a really close game. You doubt Tennessee. Pat Narduzzi? It's not our dog. It is. You doubt Pat Narduzzi? Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a tool. You see, you see what he said he would do if he was in the Big Ten? He'd be running it. <laughs> well, he can run it. He can run and lost to Tennessee. I think they're going to lose to Tennessee, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like 2023 or 27 24 or something like that. So I'll take. I'll take Pitt, but just just to 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 be inside that six and a half mark. Within. I just saw somebody say this, and I could not agree more. Number 20, Kentucky, going down to the swamp to face number 12, Florida, who just beat Utah, who everybody thought was like a dark horse to maybe make yeah. the playoff this year. Florida is only fa favored by five and a half. I think Florida's going to I think, yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. Give me Florida. Absolutely. That's five and a half? Five and a half. I'm surprised by that. In the swamp? Five and a half. In the swamp. Down there Anthony, in Florida where it's like all humid and swampy yeah. and sweaty. Nah. Anthony Richardson looks like the real deal. A lot of speed, a lot of talent at Florida. I think Florida wins that game by double digits. Yeah, same. Number nine, Baylor. Which I can't remember the last time I watched a Baylor game. I'd be One lying. One of Desmond Howard's playoff teams. Fair. If I'm not mistaken. Fair. 
Number nine, Baylor. At number 21, BYU, dude. Going Ooh, out to Pro Bowl. Damn it. And, and, and the mountains out there. 10-15 Eastern time kickoff. Ah. BYU favored by two and a half. Yeah, give me BYU. That's a, dude, that's, a tough, that's a tough place to go and play. What do, you, what do they call them? The Storm and Mormons out there? I'm not sure that's what right, it is. But there, there is a weird – it's a night game too. Yeah, 10-15, dude. Give me the Cougars all, all night long. Just give them to me. To cover. So they got to win by three. That's not unreasonable at home. It's a tough no. team. They're going to run the ball. Yeah. Baylor's going to be like, what is this place, dude? Like, Christ, the, power, <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. They don't know what's going on. Can we get an exorcism on the field the down mountains, here, dude? You just see like a goat over there chewing chewing hay over That's by the corner of the end zone? No, brother. Well, but it is a top power 10 team. In the playoff. You know what? It's a top 10 team, but it's also BYU at night in the mountains. That is not an easy They're place. They're handing to out communion and doing all sorts of weird shit. What? I don't know. What do they do? I don't even know. So much of that is probably factually incorrect. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. And that's how Baylor's going to feel. Give me the Cougs. Give them to me. And here we go. To finish off the pod, Hawaii at number four, Michigan, eight o'clock. It's just 51 and a half. Wait, wait, hold on, wait, timeout, timeout. We're getting we're getting late news here. BYU's top two receivers are out. I am changing my pick. I'm changing my pick anyway. right now. Give me Baylor. Give me Baylor to win outright. I didn't know the top two receivers were out. Thank you. Uh, Matthew and Sean. I, I don't give a shit. Give me Baylor. Nope. The fans came through. Give me Baylor. <laughs> oh, she's empty. She's empty, folks. <laughs> All right, Michigan, Hawaii. Yeah. Let's get it. 51 and a half, dude. So, get, I mean, yes. give me your little rundown. Give me your score prediction, and then obviously that'll tell us if they cover. All right, so here's the deal. I think the goal Saturday night for Michigan in this offense is to see what they're fully capable of with J.J. McCarthy behind center. And that sure as shit doesn't mean turning around and handing the ball off 45 times. So I think they're going to spread it around. I think the score is going to get ugly quick. Michigan probably has at least 50 by the half. Ultimately, I think it settles 63 to three. So give me Michigan to cover, even though it's a real big spread. I think I, big spreads are my favorite. I think Brandon, interesting. I think Michigan is going to do whatever they want. I mean, yeah. you, I, I think back to like that 78 to nothing win over Rutgers in Piscataway when it's like Jabril Packer is basically playing backyard football out there. Dude, not even that. Because Peppers was was phenomenal. It's like fourth string walk on fullback scampering in from like thirty yards out. Yeah, yeah. I I really think that's the kind of vibe it's gonna have. I've got Michigan covering. I've got seventy three to nothing. Ooh, a seventy burger, seventy points. I point? think Michigan is going to score at Listen, will. Even when wonder- the backups are in. You've got. I think you've got Tavi Dunlap scoring from like thirty out. I think you've got C.J. Stokes getting Brandon, in the end zone. I Brandon, think you've got Brandon. Peyton O'Leary catching a touchdown pass. I think you've got all of that. What do you think Ann Arbor is going to be like if if J.J. McCarthy gets his first start and the Wolverines win by win seventy three to nothing, dude? The hype train. The hype train's already 
I mean, they're loading in the coal. The, 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 the train's ready to go. If J.J. goes out and has a good game and Michigan rolls Hawaii, which we expect to happen, dude, the hype machine is going to be off the charts. I for think, number nine. I think the, the atmosphere of a night game, J.J.'s first start, the, the energy level, and how bad Hawaii is, I, this is a perfect storm for Michigan to look absolutely unstoppable. That's what I think. I just think it's all going to come together that way. I don't think they're – that, you know, they might punt once. I don't think, I think they're going to score touchdown well, after touchdown after touchdown. I mean, all night. All I'll night. Say, I'll say this. I hope, I hope to God that this is not somewhat of a close game because I, I don't think there's anybody nope. in the stands, anybody in the market. There isn't a single person that's expecting this to be close. And so, I mean, dude, if Hawaii comes in and somehow makes a game out of this thing, like, it just even saying that it seems so improbable. Is it, I can't remember a game where it's just been such a sure thing. Like this is just like you've been confident that Michigan is going to win, but it's not just confidence in their win. People seem to think that this is going to be a bloodbath, and I'm just there's a part of me in the back of my mind is a little bit concerned about that. I told my dad this earlier. I think like the 1969 like anniversary reunion team could win tomorrow. <laughs> I like Hawaii's bad. Like, Listen, could could Michigan win with Jim Bradstatter at quarterback tomorrow? You know, Brandy, he has some trouble getting around nowadays. That could be a problem. If you give me any able-bodied person who can stand up well for three hours, like they're yeah, Michigan's winning. Because I do, I seriously think you put anybody back there and they just turn around and hand the ball, it's going to be production, and it's eventually going to end in in a touchdown. Yeah, I really think that's how bad it's going to be. I'm not kidding. When when Michigan won 78 to nothing against Rutgers, it was third and fourth string walk-on fullbacks punching it in from like more than 15 or 20 yards out. Uh, it's going to be bad, dude. 73 to 0. I love it. I mean, either way, 63-3, 73 to 0, it all adds up to an ass whooping. I mean, you get to that point and does it really matter? I mean, again, that number is 51 and a half. I think they're definitely covering. I mean, I've got I've got them covering by 20 more points. Comfortably, yeah. Yeah, comfortably covering 51 and a half. So anyway, man, I, I think it's going to be ugly. I think Michigan's going to roll. I'm just excited to watch JJ play 30, 40, 50 snaps, whatever it might be. We've never seen it. Tomorrow will be the first time. He's not going to have to play deep into the game, but I think he's going to do enough. I have him you know, being responsible for at least four touchdowns, and I think we're going to all know that this is his offense moving forward, and I think that's what everybody's kind of – Waiting I'll to tell see you what, now. man. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm very hopeful that Saturday settles some things and that we can start just talking about the Michigan offense as is with McCarthy behind center, and then a lot of this back and forth about what it's going to look like just kind of goes away, and then you start to get a sense of what team you have. I would love JJ McCarthy to get the next few weeks to get up and running before they get into Big Ten play. We just went an hour and twenty minutes on the night before Hawaii. Like nothing. It's what we like, do, bro. It's what we do. Committed. Committed to the grind. It's time to sign off. It's time to get ready for tomorrow. We're going to be yes. out there. We early. hope to see you. We haven't really early. said exactly. I mean, me and Chris are going to talk about that a little bit as soon as we end this broadcast. But we're going to be out there all day. So whenever you get to Ann Arbor, you come find us because we're going to be through. there. Post it up. 517 Berkeley. The command center. The Death Star. Winged Helmet by Sports Illustrated. Powered Ooh. by Media Escapes. Wolverine State Brewing Company Beer. 
Get your ass whooped in some in some NC dub. Find out what it's like to jump on the sticks with B Brown. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. We're gonna have dude, we're gonna have to put like we're gonna have to keep our records somehow because I think you know every fan that comes on, maybe, maybe the fans collectively, if they come on and challenge one of us, they'll have their collective record. Ooh. So it'll be homies versus the fans. And if the fans think they can take us out in NCAA dub, well, you're more than welcome to try. 517 Berkeley. Come find me. There you go. That's the show, guys. We'll see you tomorrow at some point. Chris uh, talked about it earlier. We haven't really set a time yet, but it's it's not going to be super early in the day. I would guess we will do the pregame a little closer to kickoff, but we're going to determine that here as soon as we shine, as soon as we sign off, and we will uh, also. I don't know. Maybe Chris can throw up a post on the Facebook page. I'll tweet something about tweet something out about when we're going to be there, when we're going to do some things, so you guys have some expectations. But that's the show. Very close, Chris. Very, very close. It's a very short walk from Pioneer. Couldn't have gone better. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care.